Good morning, everyone. I'd like to invite you to open your Bibles to the book of Proverbs. We're going to be in Proverbs chapter 2 this morning. Now, this has happened to me more times than I'd like to admit. April, my wife, says, Make sure to pick up the kids from school today. And I respond with, what? I didn't say I could pick up the kids today. Of course, April, being a very patient wife, reminds me, well, David, last night we talked about this, and you said you would be fine to pick up the kids, at which point I vaguely recall that we did have a conversation, and I did agree to do something. We've all experienced that, haven't we? When somebody doesn't listen to you well. You make a point to tell the waitress that you do not want pickles on your sandwich, but sure enough, there they are. You explain to your spouse that you will be staying late at work, and then they get upset when you don't come home at the normal time. And most likely, you've not only had people not listen to you well, you haven't been the best listener yourself. You're upset about an increase in the price of some online service that you're a part of, even though you were informed that it was coming over the last several months, but you didn't read your emails. You got out your phone and you started checking your email when your wife was telling her about, or telling you about her day and you just let all of that information kind of pass by. You've given in to daydreaming while your pastor was pouring forth wisdom and understanding. (laughs) Upon you. And everyone listen. Poor listening. It can destroy relationships. It can destroy fast food orders. It can destroy understanding. Proverbs 18, verse 2 tells us, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing His opinion. When King Solomon became the king of Israel, he went to Gibeon to offer a sacrifice to the Lord. And while there, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream and said to him, Ask what I shall give you. Solomon was still a young man. He knew that he had been given a great responsibility to rule over the people of the Lord. And I wonder if you were in his situation and the Lord appeared to you and said, ask of me whatever you want. What would you have asked of the Lord? In 1 Kings 3.9 we read his response. He said, give your servant therefore an understanding mind to govern your people that I may discern between good and evil. Literally, the phrase understanding mind is a hearing heart. A hearing heart. You see, Solomon asked that the Lord would give him a heart that would be receptive, that would hear. But what would he hear? A heart that would hear the word of the Lord that he might gain wisdom. You see, in the book of Proverbs, we have a collection of wisdom 
which was mainly written by King Solomon himself. And the purpose of this book is laid out for us very clearly in the opening verses. We read in Proverbs 1, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. The purpose of the book of Proverbs is to gain wisdom. And I know that for us, we are living in a time in which there is great confusion. In which we have difficulty understanding and interpreting all that is happening around us and why it is happening. And we find ourselves going to all different sources to gain wisdom, to gain insight, to understand why it is that things are happening the way they are in our lives and in our world. But the path to gaining wisdom is not going to be found out there. Rather, the path to wisdom is to have a heart that is willing to hear the Word of God. And this morning, as we turn our attention to Proverbs chapter 2, what we will see is how we might have a hearing heart. In particular, we will see that we must learn to receive the Word of God. Of the Lord. We must learn to treasure the word of the Lord. And we must learn to call out to God in prayer that we might understand the word of the Lord. So here now, Proverbs chapter 2. This is God's holy word for us, his people. My son, if you receive my words, And treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from His mouth, comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of His saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil from men of perverted speech who forsake the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in wrongdoing and delight in the perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. So you will be delivered from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God, for her house sinks down to death and her paths to the departed. None who go to her come back, nor do they regain the paths of life. 
So you will walk in the way of the good and keep the paths of the righteous. For the upright will inhabit the land and those with integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. The grass withers and the flower fades. But the word of the Lord remains forever. Let us pray. Almighty God, we come to you now in this hour in which there are many voices, there are many opinions. We come to you in an age where there is an overabundance of information coming to us. And yet in the midst of all of the information, in the midst of all of the talking, we still are a people who lack wisdom and understanding. And so we call out to you, O God, would you give to us your spirit that we might know the truth of your word and that it might lead us straight to your Son, Jesus Christ, in whom is all wisdom and understanding. We pray this in your holy name, Lord Jesus. Amen. As we come now to Proverbs chapter 2, the first thing that we see in our passage is that to have a hearing heart, even as Solomon prayed that he would have a hearing heart, we must learn what it means to receive the Word of God, to receive the Word of God. Now, the first four verses of our text here are all leading to the conclusion that we find in verse And so what we'll do is, as we go through, we'll see how each of these phrases will find their conclusion in verse 5 there. So, verse 1. My son, if you receive my words, now down to verse 5, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. If you receive my words, You will have the fear of the Lord and the knowledge of God. To gain understanding, to gain knowledge of the Lord, the first thing that we have to do is to, as this text says, receive the Word of God. But what does that mean to receive the Word of God? Well, first we must understand that it means more than just listening to the words of God. You need to listen with the intention of hearing. To receive the word of God, you need to listen to the word of God with the intention of understanding. If you read through the book of Proverbs, you'll find this command over and over again. Let the wise hear and increase in learning. Hear, my son, your father's instruction. Whoever listens to me will dwell secure. Hear, O sons, a father's instruction. And now, O sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise. And we could continue to go through the book of Proverbs, seeing again and again that we need to listen and receive the word of God that we might gain wisdom. 
But again, we can't just hear the Word of God and expect to gain wisdom. For receiving the Word of God means so much more than just being present when the sound waves of God's Word happens to be in the room, happens to vibrate in the ear jump. To receive the Word of God and gain wisdom, we must pay full attention to what God is saying in His Word. This is what is meant in Proverbs 4.20. My son... Be attentive to my words and incline your ear to my sayings. Receiving the word of God means that you give your mind over to understanding what is being said. You listen. You focus your mind to understand clearly. And to do this, we must understand that we have to be patient and we will have to practice receiving God's Word. We will have to grow in our ability to listen to what God is saying to us in His Word, ready to receive it and to be changed by it. You know the difference between receiving a word and not. It's well displayed for us in political debates. Those who are debating have no intention of receiving the words of their opponents. They are devising their own retort to whatever is being said. I have yet to hear a political candidate in the midst of a debate look over at their opponent and say, Huh, that was a really good point. I never thought of it from that perspective. You're right. Everyone, probably you should vote for him and not me. Why? Why doesn't that happen? Because there is no intention of receiving the words that are coming from your political opponent. You are debating them. You are seeking in your own mind to come against the words that are being spoken. But when we come to the Word of God, we must check our own hearts to make sure that we are not coming to debate the Word of God, but to receive the Word of God. You're coming to be taught by the Word of God. You're coming to fix your attention upon the Word of God. You're coming to focus on His words so that you might be changed. And so to receive the Word of God, we need to prepare ourselves. We need to come ready to learn and to gain wisdom when we gather together on Sunday morning. We need to be preparing through reading what is sent out in the preparing for the Lord's Day each week. You should be preparing to receive the Word of God as the prelude music plays to open up our service, that you would call out to God, that your heart would be humble and receptive. You need to be preparing to receive the Word of God as we call out to the Lord in the invocation. You need to be preparing to receive the Word of God as we pray before we read His Word and before we come into it in the sermon because naturally, we will want to debate. We will want to put forward our own opinions. But the Word of God is to be received in humility that we might gain wisdom and understanding. Mark Twain, in his memorable way, said, if we're supposed to have talked more than listen we would have been given two tongues and only one ear. And so often, is that not how we approach the world? We want to talk more than listen. 
You see, we must realize that to gain wisdom in this day, we need to be willing to humbly listen and receive God's Word. The second thing that we see in our text is that to gain wisdom, we must also treasure God's Word or keep it. We've all heard the saying, in one ear and out the other, of course. And this means that we hear something, but it doesn't really stick with us. It's not so much forgetfulness, it's that we just did not make the effort to retain the information that has been given. If I do not self-consciously make an effort to remember people's names, they will pass in one ear and out the other. It's like they've never even said their name. And this is not a good trait as a pastor. But I have to admit, I've been in the midst of conversation with people and I've said, now what is your name? And they'll tell me, and even before it's done leaving their lips, I've already forgotten what they've said. You see, we cannot approach God's Word that way. We need to come to the Word of God seeking to keep the treasure that is offered. Look down at the second half of verse 1. It says, Treasure up my commandments with you. Treasure up my commandments with you. And this concept then is continued in verses 4 and then into 5. If you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. You see, the word of the Lord is a treasure. And we must seek after it, and we must keep it and guard it as such. As I was growing up, I had what I called my special box when I was a young child. As many of you know, I moved around a lot when I was growing up. My dad was in the military, and so we were kind of going from place to place. And it was comforting for me to have a few special treasures that I could take around with me. There were little trinkets that I had collected from my travels. There were photos. There were some foreign coins that were in there and some postcards. Anything that was important to me, I wanted to make sure that in the midst of moving, that they wouldn't get lost, but that I could keep them close in my special box. It was my little treasure. And I would take it out and I would remember where I had been and what I had done. And what this proverb is telling us is that we need to treasure God's Word in this way. If we are going to have a hearing heart, if we're going to gain wisdom and understanding from God's Word, then we must treasure it up in our hearts. Now most practically this means that we need to make the effort to memorize God's Word, to have it with us, to meditate on God's Word over and over and over again. We need to store it up in our hearts. We cannot allow it to pass in one ear and out the other. So often the Word of God is so present around us, but we treat it like rain that's pouring down and we're just wearing one of those Gore-Tex line jackets. So it just, just goes right off of us and we don't even get wet from it. It doesn't affect us in any way. 
We need to spend time storing it up in our hearts, meditating on it, thinking about it. We need to have, we have safes that we keep all of our valuable possessions in. And what we need to do is we need to make our heart like a safe for God's word. We need to lock it in there so it cannot be stolen away by the world. Now memorizing and meditating on God's word has become less and less popular of a discipline today. People might say, yeah, it just doesn't seem very practical to memorize the Word of God, I can just look it up. I have access to the Bible whenever I want it. I have three or four or five physical Bibles in my own possession. I have a Bible on my phone. I can get the Bible on the Internet. I can get the Bible on my Apple Watch. I can get it anywhere. Why do I need to memorize it? Why do I need to do that when it's just right at my fingertips whenever I want it? You see, the reason why we memorize the Word of God is to treasure it up. And in that way, it changes us. We do not memorize the Word of God primarily for information purposes. We don't really need to do that. We memorize the Word of God because when we treasure it up in our hearts, it affects, it changes who we are. Just like when you put a spice into a dish that you're making, something like ginger. Yeah, you put ginger in a dish because it has a strong flavor. And it affects everything around it. You don't eat ginger for the calories. You do it for the flavor. And so often, we can approach memorizing the Word of God in a way that says, you know what? This will be really good for Sunday school class because everyone will know that I've memorized this Scripture. I can just pull it off the top of my head. But we're not doing it just so that we can spit back the words. We're to memorize, we're to treasure, we're to take it into our hearts because it will change our hearts. We need to keep the Word of God. Another thing that we see that happens when we keep the Word of God is that it will keep us. Look at verses 10 and 11. It says, For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you. This is an interesting reversal that we see here. That we must keep and guard the Word of God in our hearts. And as we do that, the wisdom and understanding that we gain from the Word of God will likewise keep and guard us in this world. You see, as we read through the rest of Proverbs chapter 2, we see that as we keep the Word of God, that it will keep us from these evil men that will seek to take us down into destruction. It will keep us from the adulterous woman who would seek to bring us down to the way of death. As we keep the Word of God in our hearts, the Word of God keeps us from folly and destruction. And oh, how we need to be guarded in our day from folly and destruction. Oh, the amount of false wisdom, the amount of false information that is flooded into our lives through all sorts of different sources. We give our minds over to all of these different ways of viewing what is happening in the world around us when we need to be guarded by God's Word. 
You see, as we learn God's Word with a hearing heart, we'll gain wisdom in how we are to live in God's world. And as we embrace God's Word, it will embrace us. And it will change us. So we must receive God's Word. We must keep God's Word. And the final thing that we'll see is that if we are to have a hearing heart like Solomon, then we must pray to understand God's Word. Now, if you've ever traveled to a foreign country, you can understand that it's very difficult to get around in the country if you don't know the language. Right? You can hear all the sounds that are being made, but they don't make sense to you. And as we all know, there is a difference between just hearing sounds and understanding their meaning. Once while I was in France with uh, my wife, April, we were sharing a meal. I think that it was on the Champs-Élysées. We were being very fancy. And a French man came up to us and began to ask us something about our meal. Oh, I didn't understand what he was saying. And so what did he do? He got louder. And so he said the same thing at me, just a little bit louder, thinking, hey, this guy will understand if I'm just a little bit louder. And I didn't understand, of course. And so he got louder and louder and louder until finally April looked at me and he said, just give him your food. I think he wants your food. Finally, somebody was gracious to come up and say, he just wants to know how spicy it is. I don't know why that was so important to this man, but it was. And when we come to the Word of God, we need to understand that in many ways it can be like a foreign language to us if we don't call out to God for understanding and wisdom. We'll be unable to understand it. It will be like a foreign language if we do not call out to God for wisdom. We see that in Proverbs 2, verses 3, and then again with the conclusion 5. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. You see, there is a veil that covers the heart of anyone who would seek wisdom and understanding by the very nature of our fallenness and brokenness, the very nature of sin has blinded us to God's truth. This is Paul's point in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 where he says, No one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. You see, if we would understand the wisdom of God, if we would receive the Word of God, we need to begin with the understanding that we need the Spirit of God to unveil our eyes so that we might see the truth of it. If we are to have a hearing heart, we need to pray, we need to call out to God that He would give us true understanding. You see, the true path to wisdom is not through human effort or patterns or methods. Rather, the path to understanding, the path to a hearing heart is calling out to God. For in the end, the Lord is the one who gives the gift of understanding. 
God is the one who allows us to go on to maturity and understanding if it is His will. God is the one who gives wisdom, understanding. And that means that if we are to have a hearing heart, we must first go to the Lord in prayer and ask that He would open our eyes by the illuminating power of His Spirit. A hearing heart. When Solomon was asked by the Lord what he desired, he prayed that the Lord would give him a hearing heart. And this is the response we read. It pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this. And God said to him, Because you have asked this and have not asked for yourself long life or riches or the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right, behold, I now do according to your word. Behold, I give you a wise and discerning mind. You see, when we come to the Lord seeking to receive, seeking to keep, seeking to understand His Word through prayer, the Lord is pleased to answer and to give us wisdom. It should be no surprise then when we read in Romans chapter 10 that faith comes from hearing and hearing the Word of Christ. You see, ultimately the reason we need to have a hearing heart isn't just so that we navigate well through this world, but it's because through hearing the Word of God, faith arises in our hearts and ultimately faith in Jesus Christ. To have a hearing heart is about gaining wisdom, but it's about gaining true wisdom which is found in Christ alone. Even as the book of Colossians says, in Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. You see, when you come to the Word of God with a hearing heart, we come to know and discern and receive Jesus Christ as revealed in the Word of God. For all of the Word, all of the law and the prophets point us to Jesus Christ. We come to treasure. We come to know Christ. And in turn, we find that we have been treasured and known by Christ Himself. For the Word of God reveals to us the mystery of salvation. That the Son of God offered His life upon the cross to pay the penalty for sin. That He died to bring life. That He went into the darkness of the grave to bring the light of His glory. That He rose from the dead so that all who come to Him in faith might receive new life. It is sad, but it is true that we can come to church week in and week out. We can attend Sunday school week in and week out. We can come to midweek Bible studies, to RFN, over and over and over again. We can read the Word of God over and over and over again. But yet, without the grace of God, we remain blind to Christ Jesus who is offered to us in it. And we don't receive Christ Jesus as our Savior. We do not receive Him and keep Him and treasure Him in our hearts. We fail to submit ourselves to the Lord God in prayer, calling out in repentance and receiving Christ Jesus, the forgiveness of sins and life everlasting. And so I call upon you, as we come to the Word of God, don't just let the sounds of the Gospel of Jesus Christ pass in one ear and out the other. But call out to God 
and say, Lord, open my eyes that I might see Jesus Christ and Him crucified throughout all Your Word and receive Him. For in Him alone is true wisdom and understanding and life. For ultimately, a hearing heart is a heart that receives Christ. A hearing heart is a heart that treasures Christ. And a hearing heart is a heart that cries out in prayer to know the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us go now to the Lord in prayer. Almighty God, your word tells us if we call out for insight and raise our voice for understanding, then we will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. And so on behalf of this body gathered together in this place, O God, we raise our hearts and our voices and we call out to You, would You show to us, Jesus Christ, our life and our salvation? Would You take the scales from our eyes that in the midst of a world where there is much confusion and there are many messages that are coming into our lives, that You would give to us the grace by Your Spirit to fix our attention on Christ Jesus, our wisdom from on high. And, O Lord, we pray that if there are those who are gathered with us this day that do not know Christ, who remain blind to the life and the wisdom, the forgiveness, that is found in Him alone, oh, would You open their eyes, we call out to You. Oh God, we are in a time that needs wisdom. And Your Word says that we will receive it as we call out to You. So we humbly ask, O oh Lord, open our eyes. We pray this in Christ's holy name. Amen.